Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Welcome. Today we're going to show you how to start keto correctly, and this is for beginners. What, what are we trying to do? We're trying to switch what your body is running on as far as fuel-wise. So we want to switch from burning sugar fuel to fat fuel. There's this one hormone called insulin, which is the key to determine whether you're going to burn fat or burn sugar. So you want to keep it low to burn fat. When it goes higher, your body will burn sugar. Very simply, lower your carbs and eat less meals. That's different than lowering your calories. Now, by eating less meals, you are going to lower your calories, but that's not the goal. You could actually eat larger meals, just not as frequent. Why is it a good idea to eat less frequent meals? Because every time you eat, you trigger insulin. Every time you eat carbs, you trigger insulin. So we're just trying to lower this insulin. The combination between these two are very, very powerful. So what are you going to eat in a meal? Well, first thing, you have to eat low carbs. So you want to cut down all your carbs. That includes sugar. And I'm talking about honey, agave nectar, brown sugar, white sugar, date sugar, all sugar. You can replace it in various recipes with what's called sugar alcohols. I put some links down below of examples of that so you can learn about that but there's these sweet alternative sugar sources that you can use so that means that when you go buy food you have to start reading the labels and looking at the sugar content you want it as close to zero as possible you want to avoid fruit except for berries there's three berries raspberries strawberries and blackberries you can have those in small amounts but no other fruit especially apples Grains like wheat flour that they make breads, pasta, cereal, crackers, biscuits, you want to avoid that. But guess what? There's a substitute. There's a people use almond flour to make all sorts of things from pizza crust to bread to you name it. So there's a lot of recipes that you can use as an alternative grain. Avoid starches like potatoes. But guess what? There's all these recipes that you can make out of cauliflower that is very similar to the starches, not identical, but you can make things that are very close to tasting like mashed potatoes. You can even make a cauliflower crust for your pizza. It's quite good. Now, when I say cut out all the carbs, there's an exception, vegetables. In fact, you want to consume more vegetables, at least seven cups, you know, even more. That could be salads or other types of vegetables like bell peppers, like cabbage, like broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts. And at this level that I'm teaching you, you can even do carrots and tomatoes, beets. Don't worry about that. You can have those. And the last point about vegetables is that ideally, if you eat them first, it's going to be a lot easier to consume seven cups than after you have the protein and fat because this is going to fill you up pretty fast. So I always consume the vegetable first. Now you can consume it at the same time, but just as a strategy to make sure you get enough vegetables in your diet, I like to consume these first because very few people consume enough vegetables. 
And one last point, vegetables provide two things. They provide uh, food for your microbes that then help your blood sugars and help give you energy. Also, they provide a lot of nutrients like potassium and magnesium and even vitamin C. Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to do keto correctly. And by correctly, I mean healthily. Okay, number two, moderate protein. Not massive amounts like in the Atkins diet, but moderate amounts. That could be, depending on your size and your metabolism and your age, between three and eight ounces. Maybe you're 18 years old and you work out hardcore. You're going to need maybe more protein. So rather than have a little scale and measure it, just consume protein the size of the palm of your hand. Maybe a little bit more, a little less, okay? Just to kind of keep it really simple at this level. What type of protein? Different types of meat, fish, chicken, seafood, eggs, cheese, unless you have an allergy or any type of severe gut issue, nuts or nut butters. Also make sure that you, if you buy peanut butter or whatever, you read the ingredients to make sure it doesn't have added sugar. You don't want to add sugar to any of these because sometimes when you have like deli meats, they have dextrose in there or extra sugar. If you're having bacon, they have extra sugar added. You preferably keep the sugar away from your protein. All right, with the protein, as far as the order of when you eat it, you just ate your vegetable, your salad. Now you start with your protein. The key with the protein is not to consume lean protein or low-fat protein. Try to consume protein that has more fat. Why? Because that's going to help your insulin levels. When you consume protein that's very low-fat and lean, as in like powders, especially like whey protein powder, you majorly increase insulin versus consuming fattier meat or fattier fish or like brie cheese, which is, has more fat. So that's a really key point about protein. All right, the third thing is that you're on a higher fat diet. Now, when we talk about higher fats, mainly we're talking about the calories. There's more than twice as many calories in fat than there is protein and carbs. So based on calories, it would be a higher fat diet. So I'm not gonna say anything more to confuse you on that point. But realize that when you're consuming the protein, guess what? You're consuming a lot of the fat in your diet already because protein always comes with fat. But you may add some additional fats. Let's say some avocado, um, butter to cook your uh, food in, or let's say you melt the butter on your vegetables, which is a good idea because the veggies have certain fat-soluble uh, natural chemicals in there that are good for you, even antioxidants. They're called phytonutrients. And adding oil to your salad, whether it's olive oil or butter over your vegetables, will help you extract those nutrients out of that meal. That's why it's good to combine these things right here. Olives or olive oil is very, very good. Coconut oil is actually also pretty good. And of course, some of these are in the fat category, like Nuts, for example, are half fat and half protein, a little bit of carb. Cheese is protein and fat. Eggs are protein and fat. So a lot of these are fat too. So both of these are kind of a, a combination. But if you're starting keto, um, a lot of times people add maybe some nuts or cheese after the meal to be more satisfied. So that's something that they do. 
And so that's why I said eat this third. But of course, it could be within the meal. Now, there's certain fats you definitely want to avoid. Soy oil, corn oil, canola oil, cottonseed oil, even the safflower oil, the sunflower oil, I would be careful about consuming too much of those. Uh, these are GMO. They have chemicals in them. But the problem is they're highly inflammatory. Even though it's a fat, it's the wrong type of fat that you want in your body. And you'd probably see these in salad dressings and many different products like mayonnaise in there. So you're going to have to kind of start reading labels and really get picky on certain things that you're going to be buying. So we talked about generally what to eat, but we also want to talk about eating less meals, right? Less frequent meals. We're going to do intermittent fasting. We're going to combine both of these together to really take that insulin and bring it down to a normal level. So here's the rule of thumb. Don't eat unless you are hungry. Now, let me define hungry because sometimes you might get a little bit of hunger, but you still feel strong. Uh, you still feel fine. Your mood is good. We'll try to push through that, okay? There's a, also a difference between hunger and also like a habit. People have like a habit of eating all the time, even when they're not hungry, because they feel that they're not as full as maybe they should be. So you don't have to be full all the time. We're talking about hungry. And a true hunger is like, wow, I feel like I really need to eat. I feel a little bit weaker. I feel a little shaky. I'm starting to notice I'm a little bit more irritable. Okay, that is what we're talking about. Not some little temporary hunger. Number two, ideally you want to skip the breakfast. You can do this on a gradual level where you keep pushing your breakfast later and later and later, or just cut it right out and just skip breakfast. Instead, have your coffee with a little butter in it, a tablespoon of butter and or MCT oil, which will help you greatly in making ketones, which is very therapeutic to your brain and it will satisfy you. So as you're trying to transition into the state of ketosis, which you're burning fat, because ketones are a byproduct of burning fat, if you add MCT oil, that will give you ketones right away, and it'll make the transition a little more comfortable, especially with your cognitive function. So this is a good idea. And if you did this coffee with this, these two fats, it's gonna be very easy to skip breakfast. Also, I want to note that at about 8 a.m. in the morning is when you have this hormonal shift with cortisol might go up, and you may find a temporary, about a half hour, kind of a, a sense like I, I want, I'm ready to eat something. It's the cortisol. It's a hormonal shift, and it can increase your appetite. Just ignore that and push through that, okay? So we're skipping our breakfast at this point. Number three, very importantly, do not snack through the day. That little snack, even though it's low amount of calories, will make you hungry. Eating stimulates hunger, especially if it's in the form of a snack. So just cut out all snacking. It's very, very important. If you get the temptation to snack, just realize that you didn't consume enough fat at the last meal. So the next meal, add more fat to the diet so you can go easily from one meal to the next. So it's important to add more fat to go longer. There's a lot of details to fill in the blank, but typically you can drink water, tea, coffee, anything without sugar. You can take your vitamins. It's not going to be a problem. 
And again, there's a lot of details that I'm not covering, but I'm just giving you the basics. So let's say your first meal is at noon. Okay, you eat your meal. Don't really worry at this point about calories because we're not trying to reduce calories. All we're trying to do is have that first meal, make sure it fits what I said in the last slide, and then the second meal at six. So that gives you a six-hour eating window and 18-hour fast, okay, if you don't snack, which is huge. This is going to allow you to see a lot of benefits with this program. So that is the summary of how to do keto correctly. Before you go, if you have a question about a product or you're new to keto and you want to know how to begin keto, or you're on keto and you need a debug because it's not going as smooth, I have a keto consultant standing by to help you. This is just for the people in the U.S. Hopefully in the future we'll be able to answer everyone's call. But I put the number down below so you can call and get some help. Hey guys, I just want to let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.